0: Somewhere just over the Columbia-Luzerne County line, on a hill overlooking the beautiful, scenic valley north of Beach Haven, lies the mortal remains of one of the most eccentric citizens to ever call Salem Township home. Benjamin Ramele passed away in 1885 at the age of 75, but not before making out a detailed will with several bizarre stipulations like his demand that two holes be drilled into his coffin so that he could escape, if necessary, from evil spirits. But that's just one of the many strange final requests made by the ordinary farmer. And had Benjamin Romeli not been such a quirky fellow, his moldering bones would be slumbering in a graveyard instead of hidden somewhere on the foothills of Knob Mountain. The eccentricities of Benjamin Romeli were well known throughout Salem Township, and for most of his life he did the best he could to minimize contact with his neighbors. Like many rural folks of the era, he had a strong distrust of government and banks, preferring to keep his money buried in various places around his farm. As he grew older, he grew even more peculiar, letting his hair grow long and his whiskers grow into wild shaggy beard that covered the better part of his face. Though his farm was of a considerable size and may have been profitable had it been well managed, Benjamin tilled and tended his land as he saw fit, which was hardly ever. The buildings and fences became dilapidated while nature reclaimed his neglected fields, much to the dismay of his long-suffering wife and the farmers whose land adjoined his property. As for those neighbors, Jeremiah Bombay, and Hendrik Siebert, The ornery recluse held them in low esteem, convinced that it was their life's mission to drive Benjamin and his wife from their land. While both men were regarded as upstanding citizens, old Benjamin Ramaley was certain that they snuck onto his property in the dead of night to steal his corn and potatoes. As the years went by, This feeling of paranoia only deepened, and when Benjamin felt that his time on Earth was drawing near, he drew up a will that he believed would safeguard his property from Bombay and Siebert, and other locals he believed would plunder his possessions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The eccentric farmer, however, had been preparing for his departure from the mortal realm ever since middle age. Twelve years before he died, Benjamin purchased the lumber for his coffin and prepared it to his precise specifications. The boards were of chestnut, two inches in thickness. He also obtained a large slab of red sandstone from a nearby quarry, upon which he carefully engraved his name and three chain links, signifying his membership in the independent order of Oddfellows. He left a blank space for the date of his death. There is no record of what his wife must have thought about having her name omitted from the monument, but after Benjamin passed away, his will made it quite clear that he wanted to be buried as far away from her as possible, though he did bequeath to her the tidy little fortune he had accrued from as many years as a miser. It has been said that death is a private matter, and it appeared that old Ben Remaley wanted all the privacy he could get. In his will, Benjamin gave detailed directions as to the manner in which he wanted his send-off conducted. He wanted two holes bored into the bottom of his coffin, one at the head and the other at the foot, so that if the devil came for him, he could make his escape. He desired to be buried beneath the sandstone slab in one of his overgrown fields. Under the lone pine tree, at the top of a high hill overlooking the farm of his neighbors so that he could keep an eye on the valley and see who has been stealing berries, corn, and potatoes. The miser's will had made it clear that he believed the culprit to be Jerry Bombay, and Benjamin was hellbent on catching his neighbor in the act, if not alive, then posthumously. There wasn't a single detail that Benjamin omitted. He picked out his pallbearers, Isaac Gibbons, George Thomas, Joseph Kester, and Ezra Hill, and requested that these four men also dig his grave. When Benjamin Romaley finally passed away in March of 1885, they carried out this request, along with his request to be buried with his favorite hunting rifle, an axe, a pint of whiskey, and five dollars from his savings. Perhaps the eccentric old farmer thought that if he couldn't get away from the devil, he could bribe him, or at least get drunk while attempting to fight him off. According to an article written about Romeli's funeral, which appeared in the wilkes Dollar Weekly News, the strange funeral was the social event of the year. Such an attendance had never been seen before at any one funeral. The entire neighborhood, men, women, and children, turned out to witness the ceremonies. The services at the house were brief, and then the body was viewed. The widow could not be coaxed to look at the body, and the only excuse she gave was that her limbs pained her too much. The funeral did not seem like a funeral, but more like a frolic, as some of the neighbors termed it. History also records the difficulty the pallbearers had in digging the grave. The spot Benjamin had selected as his final resting place had very little soil, but a lot of rock, and after a day and a half of hard labor, the men had to resort to dynamite to break up the rock. Within a few years, the gravesite had reverted back to woodland, and the eccentric miser was forgotten until 1923 when the farmer who owned the property found the lost grave while clearing the land. At the time, the inscription on the crude sandstone monument was still legible. However, it is unclear what became of Benjamin Romaley's grave. In all likelihood, it is still in the same spot, although it might have been relocated like so many other graves that once dotted the farms of Salem Township. One newspaper article from 1887 written by a visitor to the gravesite, states, In passing over the Romaley farm, numerous graves were noticed scattered about promiscuously in the fields that are tilled. There are even several graves in front of the Romeli homestead. Some of the tombstones in the fields have been moved to some extent on account of the plowing that has been in order from time to time, and it is therefore hard to tell whether the tombstones are or are not over the graves. Of course, it's possible that whomever currently owns the land knows about Benjamin Romaley's grave, but if this is the case, the landmark hasn't been publicized, thereby making it one of Luzerne County's strangest best-kept secrets. If you enjoyed this podcast look for my latest book pennsylvania oddities volume 2 available at amazon barnes and noble and walmart.com or through the sunbury press website at www.sunburypressstore.com the pennsylvania oddities podcast is written produced and narrated by marlon bressy theme music composed by marlon bressy sound effects courtesy of freesound.org find the pennsylvania oddities podcast on spotify Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you find your favorite programs. New episodes on the 1st and 15th of every month.